And then, you know, when I'm really not doing well, what I do is I pull out my Bible and I go to places where I've had a lot of quiet times and I just read the verses that I've underlined because these are the ones that have spoken to me in the past and so on. Do you need a spiritual spark? Are you feeling run down or run over? Are you ready to eliminate the spiritual ups and downs? This is Fresh Faith in Real Life. Let's restore life in your walk with Christ. We'll dive into our featured guest interviews, biblical devotional thoughts, answers to your questions, and more. Your walk with Christ isn't meant to be a performance. It's all about relationship. Let's get to know Jesus and experience fresh faith in real life. Here's John Fugler. Hello and welcome to episode number seven, our last show of 2021. And coming up on this episode, we're mining for gold, the best segments of 21 and preview clips of 22. What to do when your quiet times with God are dry and distant. Living in pain, how one person keeps God close. What to do when you crowd Jesus out of your busy life and setting you up for 2022. This is Fresh Faith in Real Life, a ministry of Fresh Faith 24-7, where we lead you on a path to freedom from the bondage of performance Christianity. And today, it's our jumpstart show into the new year. Merry New Year! I'm John Fugler, a recovering performaholic for Jesus, author of nine books, a husband, father, and grandfather of eight. Happy New Year, kids! A little bit early. Uh, Most importantly, I want to know Jesus more each day. Paul said, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. It's right there in Philippians 3.8. I'm also the director of Fresh Faith 24-7. We lead you on a path to freedom in your walk with Christ. This is going to be a fast-moving show to work off your Christmas calories. Uh, Maybe you're on the treadmill anyway. That's where I listen to most of the podcasts in my library. Speaking of library, time is running out. You have until Friday at midnight to enter to win my entire library of devotional. Friday, December 31st. These are hard copies that will be delivered by Amazon to your home. Yeah, you can touch them, feel them, read them, write on them. If you're listening past the deadline, I still have something for you. So hang on. I'll tell you more about that in a few minutes. Now, the devotionals that I have in this contest, I got to tell you, Your Life with God, 30 Days of Joy. We've got Your Life with God, 30 Days of Faith. Then there's 30 Days of Rest. Another topic is Courage, Encouragement. Uh, We have 30 Days with Jesus, 30 Days of Prayer. That might be what you need to start off 2022. And then uh, a book called Corona Season Continues, A Christian Response to the Pandemic. Still relevant today. I wrote that. And I'm going to throw that in there, too. You got all the devotionals and then the Corona Season Continues book. So if you want to win those, you got to enter. All right. Just go to FreshFaith247.com. Click Contest on the menu. And in seconds, boom. You can enter, or you can just click the link in my show notes, and that'll take you to the entry page as well. Now, I'm going to draw live on New Year's Day this Saturday at noon on our Fresh Faith 24-7 Facebook page. I'll have a link in the show notes for that as well. So go ahead and enter. Please do that. Even push pause right now so you can enter for the devotionals. I'm going to give them away. Today, 
I got some great stuff for your walk with Christ. One after another, I have guests that will share some golden nuggets. I mean, I've dug them up from the gold mine. Not the guests, no, just what they have to say, okay? Uh, three of these guests have been featured in the opening month of the podcast, this brand new podcast. I look for the highlights of those interviews, and you're going to hear the golden clips. Then you'll hear some gold from two other people who will be guests in early 2022. So what I've got is the best of this year and a preview of next. And I, I got to tell you, as I reviewed these clips one after another, I was pumped up. Uh, these insights, wow, the insights that these folks share, they're powerful, especially when they come one right after another. Great stuff, no fluff, so get ready for that. How was your Christmas? How did it go? <laughs> you might still, you're on Christmas break still, okay, right? Oh, no, some of us are back at work. But wasn't it nice to be able to get together with people? This is so different than last year to go to Christmas Eve services again. A lot of places around the country, around the world last year couldn't do that. Um, even though COVID seems to messing up, be messing up our plans again, this year was really different than last year. We just got back from Philadelphia where we visited my wife's uh, sister and brother-in-law and we escorted a turkey up there for Christmas. Yep, we had that thing in the cooler and cooked it up. <laughs> Thought it out here, went up there with it, and uh, brought the turkey in our back seat. Uh, and we had a good time. Boy, we had a good time. And I got to ask, though, what, as you know, we're, we're sliding past Christmas, heading into the new year, and this is kind of the week that people think about uh, next year. But we can't forget to look back on 2021. What was your highlight? What was your highlight in this, this time of reflection? It's good to look back on where God showed up, isn't it? Remembering his faithfulness, remembering where he intervened and uh, what we saw God do in our lives or in the lives of others. Our highlight, uh, at least for me, and I'm sure this is also my wife's highlight, just happened last week. We were in Houston at uh, MD Anderson where my wife had her five-year follow-up cancer appointment, breast cancer appointment, and so this is the five-year mark, five-year mark. And that's pretty big when it comes to cancer. And to hear the doctor say, we're moving you to a different status. You are a survivor status. Yeah, I'll tell you, the words came out of his mouth and we were sitting there and just really just overjoyed in a sense of relief. And oh, that was our highlight. That was our holiday. What a, another a Christmas gift that we'll never forget. So praise the Lord for that. And we spent the next couple of days just shaking our heads a little bit and praising God and uh, thanking the Lord and telling family and friends. And uh, that, as we think about all of 2021, that was, was our highlight. So think about it and spend some time thinking about what what was your highlight or highlights of 2021? They may come right to mind, just like ours did. Let's move on to our devotional segment here, a short thought to send us into the next year, actually. That's why I picked this one. It's all about purpose. And I want to be your cheerleader as we enter 2022. We look ahead. We set goals. We try to develop new habits, all those things. And But let me remind you of this 
wonderful truth in the midst of setting goals, of developing new habits, and doing things like that, that God wants to use you for his eternal purposes. He's probably using you already in some way or some ways. You just don't see it like he does. And there are excuses we have for not being used by God like he wants to use us. And man, he does want to use you for his eternal purposes. So I I picked some of the popular ones that we use. And here's one of them. I'm too young. I'm too young. Well, tell that to David. He was a shepherd boy that God called to defeat Goliath. The Lord passed over his brothers. Remember that? He chose David to do the deed. And over time, he became king. David's sensitivity to God's calling set things in motion. Go back and read that story. Or maybe you're saying, I'm too old. (laughs) Tell that to Abraham. He was 100 years old when God gave him a son. That was the beginning of becoming the father of the Jewish nation. Did Abraham have any special talents that qualified him for this? Not really. There were men who were more capable to lead a nation, but God divinely chose Abraham. Another excuse that we use for not being used by God the way he wants us to be used by him is, I'm not gifted. Well, you could tell that to Peter or Andrew. They were the first disciples that Jesus called into his ministry. Did you know that? They were full-time fishermen, and they knew very little else besides fishing. <laughs> and Jesus told them they would become fishers of men. And that was the furthest from their minds at the time. However, they left their trade and followed Jesus. So many other ways that God has used people throughout scripture. He used a boy to provide the five loaves and two fish that fed 5,000 people. He called the former hater of Christians, Paul, to travel the world as a missionary. He chose Peter, who denied him on the way to the cross, to establish the church. God has a unique purpose for you in his big plan. Be available. It may have nothing to do with your skills and abilities. He's simply choosing to use you in his divine plan. As David walked the field tending his sheep, he had time to think. When he heard about the giant Goliath, he sensed God's call and he responded. Peter and Andrew were prepared by God to respond to Jesus and immediately dropped their nets to follow him. God prepared their hearts for that. And consider how God is is using you right now. Pray for sensitivity to his Holy Spirit for how he can use you in 2022 as we turn that calendar page. Tune in to Jesus. Let him lead you. God wants to use you. And that's such a great, great privilege. I hope that provides encouragement to you. I mentioned that if you missed the contest deadline, I still have something for you. Have you grabbed your free devotional to kick off 2022? You can get it now on my website at freshfaith247.com. It's digital, and you can have it in minutes. It's called the 21-Day Fresh Faith Experience, Renewing Your Walk with Christ. And the topics are real practical as they relate to your life, like prayer and God's will. Isn't that fitting as just finishing up that short devotional thought and sensing God using you for the future? Well, there's 
There's something in there about prayer and God's will. Uh, Building strong faith, and as we step out in faith in 2022, as we see where God might be using us, yeah, how to build strong faith. Uh, Jesus, my rescuer, that's another devotional topic in there, as well as four encouraging words. So just some of those things that you'll find in the 21-Day Fresh Faith Experience. You also get free membership in Fresh Faith 24-7. I'll tell you more about that in a bit. But you might be ready to start 2022 with a more regular time with Jesus. This devotional will help you get into that habit. 21 days, the 21-day Fresh Faith Experience. Just go to my website, freshfaith247.com, and click on 21 day. That's uh, one of the menu items. There's also a link in the show notes that get you right there too. All the resources that I mentioned are linked up in the show notes. Now it won't be available much longer. So let me invite you to just hit pause in this podcast. Go get it right now. So everyone gets a devotional, even if you don't win the contest. By the way, join me at noon Saturday, this New Year's Day for the drawing and link in the show notes where that's at. It's on our Facebook page, Fresh Faith 24-7 Facebook page. I'll be doing that live. Now, one of the benefits I mentioned as you get the 21-day Fresh Faith experience, you'll be invited to uh, join the free membership in Fresh Faith 24-7. Part of that membership includes the Freedom Path training. It's really the core of it. And if you want to identify what's keeping you from what you're missing in your relationship with Christ, the Freedom Path training will reveal that. And It'll help you solve the problem. I encourage you to make 2022 the best you've ever had with Jesus. And I invite you to join Fresh Faith 24-7. Love to have you do that. And you can find out more information on the website, freshfaith247.com. It's time for our featured interviews. I'm calling these the golden moments. I've been in the gold mine digging these up for you. And let's start by first hearing from Ralph Stores. Ralph talked to us about rest. You might be after this Christmas and the whole holiday season needing to rest. And it's not a bad idea. You can listen to the complete interview in episode number three, but here's a short segment of that with Ralph. But I would say three years ago, uh, John, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a type A personality. You know me. I'm a hard charger, a hard driver. Um, you know, uh, the, uh, I, had, I had two gears, uh, fast and faster. And uh, I didn't know the meaning of the word rest. Uh, and, and I would say that based on where I was going at church, even though I was active in church and engaged with my family, engaged with my children, uh, and, and, and working and, and, and aggressively going after the gospel and, and working hard, uh, traveling overseas all the time and on the go, on the go, on the go. Uh, I can tell you, uh, it got to the point where um, I, was, I was nothing but a, I was a Martha all the way. And, and uh, there were fewer and fewer times where I really felt that intimacy with God that, that, that I was seeking. And so um, this is going on, coming up on two years, about 19, 20 months now, uh, a, a switch flipped. I made it, I made a couple very significant, uh, uh, very significant changes in my life. Well, let me that, go back uh, to where, where you're at there that you described yeah. that. I want to camp on that for just sure. a minute. Uh, did you, you knew something was wrong. You knew something was missing. Yeah. 
How would you describe your, your walk with Christ at the time? Uh, very performance, and perf- uh, it was much more performance and perfunctory. It, 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 re- it was more like in all the things that I was doing, it was more, some days it was drudgery, other days it was duty, and very rarely did I get back to that delight phase. Mm. And that is what I was really, uh, I could, you know, uh, a busy schedule, uh, doing all the things for the Lord, but not moving in that direction of intimacy with the Lord. And I just felt that there was a drift, even my, my Bible reading uh, I'm, I'm a teacher and stuff. I love to teach. I love to uh, preach. But my Bible reading, my prayer life, um, uh, other other spiritual disciplines were definitely taking on much more of a perf- uh, much of a performance type of a thing, rather than those disciplines being the means to greater intimacy mm-hmm. with God. And those are. That's the journey I've been down, John, the last uh, almost two years now in in recapturing that. And, you know, so you were a doer. Oh, I'm a doer. You were preaching, you were teaching, you were a full time Christian service. And and so on the outside, did anybody detect there was something wrong on the outside or were you putting up a good front? You know, probably putting up a pretty good front. Uh, You know, those closest to you sometimes can see, hey, I'm seeing a little bit of cracks in the wall here. You look look stressed. Um, You don't look relaxed or rested and everything. You know, if you take a look at the word relax in the Bible, you know how they have antonyms in in the thesaurus? They have the opposites. Mm -hmm. Uh, You would have seen Ralph's name at the opposite end of that. (laughs) To try to put rest and relaxation in the same sentence or the same word with Ralph stores, that would not have happened. You know, my wife says, you don't know how to relax. Mm. And uh, and some of it started, uh, you know, uh, John, there's a lot of... um, while there are spiritual and, and things that are going on, there are also pressures and things that are going on. What was going on in technology, the always being connected, mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, you know, the, the digital side of, of always being on call, always having the cell phone there, always, you know, always, always, always. That was just it. And never just taking time uh, for the simplicity of, of following Christ. And how would you, it, how would you describe how would you paint the picture and describe your life today then? Who is Ralph Stores today? I would say without without trying to, to make it sound like all of a sudden I've become the guru on rest or anything like that. I think today, if you use if you use the dictionary, um, Ralph may be uh, one of the words in the thesaurus that you would look for for rest. I, I really have made a, a huge change. And it was a spiritual change. It was a physical change. And I, I think it was an emotional change, a series of decisions that I made that uh, I'm not, haven't, I wouldn't say I've arrived, but man, the journey over the last two, 20 months or so has been so satisfying. A lot of times the rest for me is sometimes to, um, uh, is writing you, John, you're a, you're a writer and, uh, I, I will, I will journal and just how the Lord's working in my heart and, and how, how it's going. And, um, 
I'll I'll almost sort of take a uh, um, an inventory. You know, uh, mm. am, am, am I am I am I agitated about anything right now? Am I anxious about anything? These are those times to just release the anxiety, to be still, and know that I am God. You know that verse. One of the other verses that really yes. spoke to me during this is Psalm forty six ten. And it says, be still and know that I am God. And, and that word literally means cease striving. Now, <laughs> if you think about that for a minute, cease, stop, stop, stop mm -hmm. doing. Cease striving and know that I am God. There's our first segment, and you can listen to the complete interview in episode number three with Ralph Stores. Now, this next one. You haven't heard from Lonnie Berger yet, but you will in early 2022. And I pulled a little clip out of this as Lonnie talks about how to have a quiet time with the Lord when you're dry. You know, you're going through a dry spell. As we start 2022, I think having a regular time with the Lord, renewing that is so important. So let's hear from Lonnie as I talked with him about quiet times. For some of us, we haven't had a quiet time in a long time because it just, things just dried up. It was, we just didn't feel the presence of God. We weren't, we're looking in scripture and it was dry to us. What do you do? Well, first of all, this happens to all of us. And sometimes there are times in our life where we are so fatigued, tired, weary, that having a quiet time is really hard. And so I give myself the freedom sometimes. But I encourage you, uh, as you memorize verses, one of the things that I do is uh, I just go through my, my verse pack and uh, I will just uh, pull out verses that I've already memorized. And sometimes that's all I do for my quiet time. I just go through my verses there. You know, I just pull them out and I go one and I just recede, you know, and these verses that I memorized, these are old friends. Mm. These are spiritual old friends. These are verses that I memorized. I meditated on it. I thought through. I tried to put it. So sometimes I do that. Other times, I'll just sit down and read the favorite chap uh, passages, books of the Bible. I love Genesis. I love First and Second Samuel, the story of David and Saul and Solomon and uh, I also, of course, love the Gospels. I sometimes will just read the book of Acts. And so sometimes just reading for the enjoyment of reading. And then, you know, when I'm really not doing well, what I do is I pull out my Bible and I go to places where I've had a lot of quiet times and I just read the verses that I've underlined. Hmm. I just read the ones I've underlined because these are the ones that are spoken to me in the past and so on. Okay, you'll hear more from Lonnie in the early days of 2022, the complete interview with him. And let's zip back to episode number one, where I talked with Todd Isburner. What an incredible interview this was. Go back and listen to that, the premiere episode of this podcast. And how to keep your relationship with Christ strong when you have a busy life. <laughs> Uh, you're getting ready for the next year and it's going to crank up and things might get busy. Well, Todd had something to say about that and let's hear that conversation, a portion of that right now. Tell me how you balanced that all those years. How, mm -hmm. how well did you do it? Uh, you're mm -hmm. serving the Lord. 
and yet you're relating to him. What was your, mm. what was your habit? I would say it was, it was the, the intentional, um, uh, the, the intentionality uh, every day of making certain that I didn't lose the awareness of God in my life. And so that, that they weren't necessarily disciplines. It was just this, I have to have God in my life and I have to remember who he is and what he's doing, because if I don't, I get into trouble. And so my, my life just illustrated that on the days when I was really just almost panic stricken with, with the overwhelm of too much to do and the craziness and the, the task lists that went on and on and the, and the calls and the emails and the meetings and the pressure and the responsibility, it, it would pile so high uh, that it, it, I mean, it can just burn you out. Hmm. And I never want, I heard too many stories of burnout, burnout. I didn't want to be burned out. And I know the only, the only way to counteract that is you have to stay very intentional and very focused on who God is in your life and how connected you are throughout the craziness of the day. And so there, there, there were times where I would just kind of smack myself <laughs> and mm-hmm. go outside, take a few deep breaths and talk to Jesus. And for, for me, the, the, that was the balancing act for me is this just doesn't happen. If you think you can hit an autopilot, you have to put something into it. I think that's partly what Paul meant when he said, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And it doesn't mean you're going to do a bunch of good works and try to make all these brownie points and score with God. It said, you're human. And we live in a world that is just yearning to own us in every part of it, constantly pulling at us. So it does take self-discipline, effort, intentionality, and a real awareness that God I want you in the center of my life. I don't want to live life without you. So lately, John, I've been doing a little practice and just gets a little corny and sometimes I forget, but I will, no matter what the task is that I'm doing before I do it, I said, for your glory, Lord, Hmm. for your glory. Hmm. And it's just, it's a good reminder, whether it's, you know, raking the yard or, uh, or eating dinner for your glory, Lord. That's good. Well, I just came out from, uh, cutting the, cutting the grass. For your glory, time Lord. here, I should have I should have interviewed you first. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> no, the, uh, in the ordinary though, that's that's it. It's it's yeah. the, the holiness becomes uh, invades our life in the things that are ordinary, not just yeah. in church, not just in our time yeah. alone with God, but it, it invades the ordinary because Jesus is there with us. He wants to be in, at the center of it too. So why do we overcomplicate it and make it so religious? Mm. And maybe that's part of our environment and our Christian culture, but I think sometimes we work too hard at it and we get it confused and then it's easy to kind of give up on it rather than just assume that God is wanting to be involved in every aspect of your life. We don't push him out into the cosmos and say, well, you got the whole universe to run. No, he's my universe is his universe. And so when we bring him in, in the very practical ways with that belief and that understanding that he's with us, he's working through us. It doesn't matter how mundane, menial, or pressure packed the task or environment is, there is God with us. Leave uh, our folks with one thing Mm. in intimacy with the Lord. What would that be? Mm. For his glory, for his glory. If you will repeat that uh, in in your own mind and live it out in your life, you cannot help but stay intimate with Jesus. You just can't. And when you invite him in every day and you, you literally say, Lord, I surrender to you. It's your agenda, whatever you want to do. You see my plans over here. I got a long list, but Lord bust in. Um, I invite you. I, I need you to, to, to work through me 
with an awareness of your presence. Just keep me aware of your presence. And you know what? You, you can't lose intimacy if you continue to reach out in that direction in that way. So you've heard from three of my guests, and uh, the full interview with Todd is episode number one, the premiere episode. You can go back and listen to that, and I've got a couple more for you coming up. And I would encourage you, if, if this episode has been really helpful, and past episodes too, if you've listened, would you do me a favor and just share this with friends? If you're listening on an app, hit the share button. I do that all the time when I'm listening to a podcast. I think my friends should hear. I shoot them a text. I include the link. And if you're listening on the website, just copy the link and send it off. This content is too rich to keep to yourself. Spread the gold dust around, okay? And tell your friends. Let's go into this next interview segment with Mark Kordick. Mark is someone who lives in pain all the time. Physical pain. And he had uh, something to say about how to stay close to the Lord in times of pain. I don't know about you, but when I'm in pain, I can't think about too much. And you might be in pain right now. Maybe you live in pain. Maybe there's something that is your thorn in the flesh. Well, Mark has lived this for years, I believe like two decades, and yet maintains a close relationship with the Lord. So let's, uh, let's take a listen to this short segment with Mark. Speak to the person who is living in constant pain right now. They, they struggle with keeping their relationship with Jesus fresh and right. And you're one who lives that daily, uh, some of the residual effects of the treatments that you've gone through. How, how do you, what would you say to that person in pain? You know, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll just, uh, again, quote my brother, Scott Rodine. And, uh, he shared an acronym called FLAME. And again, uh, that, that the idea of Jesus being light in the darkest places on earth, because I've seen that, that means, Lord, you could do that in my own life. So when I have that inner dialogue every moment of the day, I want to bring it before him. And uh, this acronym of FLAME is number one, set me free, free from myself. Because, right, every moment of the day, you have issues. You know, you have a to-do list that might be very long, and uh, you're trying to get to the next item. Now, even if you are a people person like me, I've got a to-do list. It's really sometimes a little bit haphazard, but it's there. And, uh, (laughs) And, and because I'm trying to experience people and, and uh, uh, what God brings into my life around me, but I want to uh, set my, me free from myself and having that be the consummate thing right before me. So when I do that, the L is help me love people. And I've been talking about that. It's not just, and so it's this person that comes up to me at Chick-fil-A and I've had this happen that I've found out that they have a skill and I give me your email. I will send you some information. I'll help you get a job, another job. If you, if you want it, you could stay at Chick-fil-A your whole, maybe that's cool, but I'm going to love that person. So I'll love. So in this circumstance, getting out of my pain it's being consumed with the needs of others. Mm. 
as Philippians 2 talks about. Hey, it's all yours, Lord. It's not mine. Um, recognizing these challenges are God's. My future is God's. Like I said, I'll live to 94 or I'll live today will be my last day. Mold me, Lord, more concerned with how he works in me than what I'm going to do in con consummating my to-do list. He is, you are enough, Lord. You are our provider. We trust you to supply all needs. Keep that flame burning. I love that uh, acrostic that Mark shared with us. And you'll hear more from Mark in the upcoming year. That's something that will be in 2022, a full interview with Mark. And then Larry Walters. In episode number four, Larry, it was so inspiring. How to Escape from Performance Christianity was just one of the many things we talked about. Uh, and I, I pulled a clip there from that segment with Larry on escaping from performance Christianity and, and how he does that, his personal experience. This is, of course, fresh faith in real life. So we want to hear you. I want you to hear from real people about their real life. And here's that segment from Larry. I was very oriented toward performance. And that unfortunately translated into my relationship with God to where he almost again became like that neighbor across the street that, that I would wave at. But I really missed the intimacy and the talking with him. And I would try and try and it just felt like, you know, there was this, this coldness. What was, uh, what was the turning point? Um, how did you escape that? Uh, I know you're familiar with John Eldridge and Wild at Heart Ministries. Yes, certainly. Um, in the early days, um, it was John and his wife, Stacy, and, you know, they were just kind of beginning things. And, and I heard about his book, Wild at Heart. And I remember reading it, and it was such an eye-opener for me, John. It's like, oh, this is what I've been waiting for. I need to understand my part in the story here. And, and wow, okay, um, there's some foundational truth that I need to understand. Uh, I didn't know anything about spiritual warfare. I mean, I knew that there was a Satan, but I, I didn't really understand my part in that story and how he was constantly trying to keep me in that performance mode all the time. When I finally began to step out of that and recognize, oh, Thank you, Abba, Jesus, Holy Spirit, that you're not looking for me to check a box every day and spend X number of hours every day in a quiet time. And if I don't, then kind of the blessing spigot gets turned off and mm -hmm. I'm not eligible for your love today. I really had to break out of that, John, and recognize that Jesus wanted to meet with me because he wanted my heart. That's all he really wanted. When you... Uh talk about that spiritual warfare, the thing that comes to mind, I think for all of us is uh, just the, we, we, well, we don't think about, as you mentioned, performance, Christianity, that Satan deceived you in something simple like that. That doesn't seem to me like spiritual warfare, you mm -hmm. know, the temptation and, you know, the desire to sin. And, you know, we, we go into depression or we have these uh, violent bouts with the enemy, but this was something very subtle and very simple. Mm -hmm. Satan is a great deceiver. He deceived you with performance Christianity that 
you, I, I know that because I've been there on the outside, it looks like, well, this makes sense. I'm supposed to obey Jesus. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm supposed mm-hmm. to, I'm supposed to serve mm-hmm. God uh, and all these things that we're supposed to do. But when we get it backwards where the relationship is second and the service is first, that's where it caves in. And that's such a subtle deception. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're detailing it perfectly, John. When I began to understand more of God's character um, and learn some of his names in scripture, like Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, my healer, mm. recognize that he, he wanted to heal all of that pain and heartache and sorrow from my childhood. When I learned about Jehovah Jireh, the fact that he really is my provider and that he doesn't just own 10%, he owns 100%, it all belongs to him. And and then I began to see his provision in ways I never had before. Or Jehovah Shalom, uh, the Lord, my peace. I I could recognize that I, I don't have to try to, you know, do the little dog and pony show for God, my father or Jesus in order to experience his peace. He just wanted my heart. He wanted me to acknowledge I'm right here with you. I'm right here with you every minute. I am for you, not against you. So how long ago was this? Put it, put it in a time perspective that the Lord really opened this up to you. Yeah, I think that again, John really began in the, in probably about 2001, 2002, when I read Wild at Heart then I was able to go to one of their Wild at Heart boot camps. Um, uh, I think that was 2010 or so by that time. And again, I you know I'd been in ministry and really felt called to ministry and and was watching God bless that and open up doors of opportunity for me. Um, but it, it again, I don't think it was until about 02, 03, something like that mm. that I really began to experience the freshness of my faith and understand. Whew, Boy, I have an enemy that's so crafty as you described, and I've got to put on the full armor of God and, and buckle that belt of truth around my waist every day. So, Larry, that's uh, that's been a long time. Um, your eyes were open. It uh, sounds like pretty quickly, but I'm sure it's been a process. I mean, what was the process like for you uh, to begin living that life? To experience and feed that relationship with Jesus. And I know that performance Christianity is always knocking at the door. (laughs) So what's your secret? How do you, how do you deal with that? What was your progression? And give us a glimpse into that. You know, one of the things for me, John was um, at the time I was living in, in Colorado Springs and then moved uh, to California and, and both of those states have just incredible, gorgeous scenery all around. And so I began to just take some walks. And instead of getting up in the morning, opening up my Bible, going through my journal, kind of, you know, checking the box of all the things that I prayed for, none of that was bad. It, it was good. But what I needed to learn was just how to have a relationship one-on-one with Jesus. And and I would literally picture him walking beside me Mm. and began to just enjoy that intimacy of conversation Mm. with him. Like, tell me, tell me how you're feeling about work today. Tell me what, what you're struggling with in your marriage. What are you, what are you wrestling with in your parenting? 
And, and I just began to have conversations with him. And it was like, oh, Lord, this just feels so good. And then he would confirm things in his word. And, you know, I'd come back and I'd, I'd sit down with the Bible and I'd open it up. And, and it was like the words just began to jump off the page to me because I was no longer trying to, again, I'll just use the example of, you know, checking the box every day. I was enjoying a relationship with him instead. That's beautiful. And I want to give our listeners a, a glimpse behind the scenes here too, is I'm on the West uh, East coast. Larry's on the West coast, a so three hour time difference. <laughs> and when I get up in the morning and I'm heading off into work, it just seems like Larry's already up on the, <laughs> on the West coast three hours. So when he talks about taking a walk with the Lord and spending time with him, I, I think you're doing it at around five 30 in the morning. You, you've got to be waking up early. And I say that because you are investing that time. You say, I will get up early just to have time with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it's not like you're kicking the word of God out scripture and prayer and that type of thing. in the study you're making time for that, but you're making time for Jesus. Mm -hmm. There's that process. Am I, am I telling the story? Am I bragging on you right here or, uh, (laughs) you, you are right, John. I, I do. I've always been kind of an early riser and, um, I love getting up early. That that's my time to be alone with the Lord. And and boy, honestly, in today's world, the hardest thing for me is to leave my cell phone in the other room on silent instead of, you know, constantly checking my email or seeing who's texting and all that kind of stuff. Cause I, again, I, as I think about my relationship with Jesus, one day I, I remember doing that and just hearing God's spirit say to me, you don't really value our time, do you? Man, it's like a dagger in my heart. I'm like, well, yeah, of, of course I do, Jesus. And then all of a sudden, you know, I look at my phone and I realized, well, you know, what if you and I are in this conversation and I'm, I'm constantly looking at my phone and texting and doing email and kind of half paying attention. That's not going to go over real well in our relationship. <laughs> I was going to talk to you about that, Larry. Those times <laughs> you and I get together is now that you brought it up. <laughs> oh man, but you're right, John. I, I I love that time in the morning to be alone with Jesus. And and you know, obviously the weather's not always perfect. And so I can't go for a walk every morning. But I love being able to just sit in my little easy chair. Uh I'll read scripture. Uh I really needed to learn how to worship. I mean, I think of that example in Second Chronicles chapter 20, where Jehoshaphat was being uh, told, hey, you got you got a big army coming against you. And the very first thing he does is, is he prays and he asks God for wisdom. I mean, they just, the whole assembly just pauses and prays and they seek God and they wait upon him. And then there's, there's one guy that God speaks to and he tells them, yeah, this is kind of your intel. This is what's going to happen. Um, the battle is the Lord's. It's not yours, but you still got to show up. You still need to get dressed. You need to go down uh, to the battle line, and you're going to watch me take care of your enemies. And God does. And I mean, they start, they get confused. They start fighting each other. There's like thousands and thousands of men that are killed. They don't even have to lift a finger to fight because God fights for them. And the thing that's so easy to skip over, John, in that story is that um, Jehoshaphat, as the king, sends a delegation of men in front of their assembly 
to praise and to worship. And so I really had to learn the value of worshiping in the morning and not just, you know, kind of, all right, God, you're on my agenda. Here's the Bible. What do you want to say? <laughs> I had to learn how to just, again, love him and worship him. You are my Jehovah Rapha. You are my Jehovah Shalom. You are my Adonai, my God that's more than enough. I worship you. I love you. I'm so grateful that I get to be in your presence this morning, that you are for me and not against me. Just learning to speak God's word out loud and, and affirm who I am in him. Okay. Have you had a good meal with these five guests? I mean, talk about just so much, so much content, relatable. And to come away with this, with one takeaway, which which is what I like to do after interview with someone, uh, share with you one takeaway because we could get overwhelmed with content. But how do you come up with one takeaway from all that gold? You tell me. I, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, anyway, that is what I want you to do. I want you to tell me what jumped out at you. It's your your chance to tell me what your one takeaway was from these segments. You can email me at john at freshfaith247.com. It's helpful to not just go on to your next thing, but write it down and you send it to me because you'll remember it more. And I want to hear what you thought. What was the highlight for you out of this episode with all those, those five guests? You can also tweet me at John Fugler. That's J-O-N-F-U-G-L-E-R. That might be easier, simpler for you right now. Just tweet me right now, at John Fugler. Tell me what was your one takeaway from all the gold that you had. I also want to let you know that a segment that's coming up in 2022 is uh, comments and questions from listeners. And while you're practicing writing to me by email or tweeting me with your moment of gold from this episode, do you have a question? Do you have a comment about Fresh Faith 24-7 or Fresh Faith in Real Life, the, the podcast, anything in this first month that we've been on the air that you'd like to share? Any question that you have about what it means to have a fresh faith in Jesus and how to nurture that walk with Christ? Go ahead and comment. Go ahead and question. You can reach me at john at freshfaith247.com or tweet me at John Fugler, and we'll begin answering questions and sharing your comments in episodes in 2022. Remember, the clock is ticking. You have till Friday night at midnight, December 31st, to win my entire library of devotionals. These are hard copies delivered to your home. You get them. You can be my one winner of this entire series, Your Life with God, 30 Days of Joy, 30 Days of Faith. We have rest, courage, encouragement, 30 Days with Jesus, 30 Days of Prayer, and then my Corona Season Continues book that you might find helpful. All these packaged up. One person will win. I'm going to draw live Saturday at noon on my Fresh Faith 24-7 Facebook page. You might be my winner, but you got to enter first to get your entry in, go to freshfaith247.com and click contest in the menu and enter. Just take seconds or you can click the link in my show notes. And remember, everybody gets a Devo in 2022. If you are listening past the deadline or you don't win, you still get my 21-day Fresh Faith experience. I want to get you off to a good start in 2022. 21-day Fresh Faith experience, renewing your walk with Christ. All you do is go to my website, 
freshfaith247.com. You click on 21 days and you uh, get the devotional. Just put your email address in there and then I'll shoot that off to you. It's a digital download. So you get it right away. You can use it and go for it here in 2022. As we close, let me leave you with, with this thought. And that's this. You can't do the Christian life alone. You'll just basically die out. (laughs) Will you make a commitment in 2022 to get involved at church, get involved in a small group even, or perhaps one-to-one discipleship, or maybe find a prayer partner. Choose something to get you deeper so you're not doing this Christian life alone. Would you do that? Would you make that commitment? Is the Lord working in your life and saying, I need you to take the next step. I need you to really get involved with other believers. So please do that. Please make that commitment. Community is one of the key elements of Fresh Faith 24-7, and we're here for you 24-7. Join today at freshfaith247.com. And I'll talk to you in 2022. God bless.